This is Still Sober with John Rabin. Hello, everybody. I'm John Rabin. This is episode 208. 208. Posting on June 29th. Mm. Thank you. H-E-B's sparkling water. Mm. I hope you're doing all right. I've got some things, man. If I put forth an effort, it would require uh, some effort to, uh, to to replicate. But what would have been a better podcast and probably one of the best podcasts if you were into it. Like if you weren't into it, it, it uh, you'd have no interest in, in like, this is bullshit. But if you were into it, you would love it every week. If I could, like, record myself without knowing, like, I'd have to record myself while I'm driving, all right, and then do it every day. Like, I'd have to set it an automatic timer or something on a phone where it would automatically record um, from certain times so that it would catch me on my drive to work and my drive home and do it so often that I would that I would wouldn't be self-conscious about it and once I kind of forgot about it so it would have to be recording every day for about a you know for a couple of weeks probably but once we got over that so I'd have to record forget about it and then record every day my drive to and from work every day and then after a while after about a month of recordings then start going through them and compile all the shit talking i do that's just secondhand uh all the running commentary like i don't road rage i road shit talk and it's it's just natural. It's like, oh, what are we doing? Oh, did we just learn? Oh, that there you go. That's a that's a blinker. That's right. That's the how the blinker works. You know. Oh no, I'm ageist as hell. Like totally sec. Like just everything. It, yeah. It, it all. Yeah. It. The kids would call it problematic, but it would be entertaining as shit. I think. Like. It would it would have to be hard because you'd have to there'd be copyright issues with the music. Uh, I would probably cut out the parts of me singing along with the different uh, songs that I, I listen to, and especially now that I'm getting into my Sirius XM and I'm listening to like Lithium Deep Cuts. They say Deep Cuts. It's like oh no, this is just track three of that album. You know, this is no big deal. Oh no, this is off of the. Uh, Last Action Hero soundtrack. I, I wouldn't really call this a deep cut. It did. It was a single. It was on the radio. It's not played all the time, but you know. Anyway. But that, like, like I didn't realize how much I shit talk in the car until my wife's in the car, and then I'm like, then I'll do it, and then all of a sudden I'll be. I'm like, oh yeah, let me, let me tone that down because I'm constant. I'm just talking, making up a whole narrative uh, for the dipshit in front of me you know it oh, what's the 
Hang on. I can hear the short. There we go. Uh, yeah, just making up a narrative as I go. Why somebody's a moron? You know, uh, on your phone. Did you find? Uh, did you find the YouTube video you wanted to watch? Uh, you, are you scrolling through TikTok as you're making a left? You know, just totally. But if I could do that, if I could have pulled that off. That would be. I'm surprised somebody hasn't done that. You know, me driving to work, my you know shit talking at work. I don't know. I I. I mean, it's why you don't see TikToks of that. You don't see YouTube videos of that so much, because that's the whole thing. It's the you're self-conscious about it once you're recording, whether you're recording a video or whether you're recording the audio, you immediately become like you've got to perform. But if you could like hidden camera, hidden audio record somebody talking shit, that's that's where the gold is. That's the authenticity has got to be just amazing. So it's another one of those almost million dollar ideas that I have. Oh, this is almost a million dollar idea. I don't know how to uh, make it work, but it could. Okay, so I went to my high school reunion this past weekend, and I'm going to get into it. Vaguely. I'll tell you about it in a second, but I have to tell you about what I just did. Which is, all right, Lou, dog's barking. Had the microphone on pause for almost two minutes. No bark. No problem. Decides to start barking when I'm talking. I don't know if he's barking because he can hear me talk. I don't know. I've only done 208 of these. He doesn't seem to have figured that out. And I, I apparently haven't figured out how to keep the animals from making noise when I, when I record. Anyway, so speaking of the animals, Lucas is an old dog, and he takes Rymadil. And Rymadil is a painkiller. It's like a safe uh, alternative to um, um, ibuprofen. And he takes it and it helps his, uh, you know, his joints and everything. But apparently they come in really tempting, tasty, smelly, like good smelly treats that attracts other animals to it so you have to be careful and somehow um, Q-Tip the trickster cat got into a bottle and ate a couple and that's bad because Rhymadil's not good for cats um, it's, it has the possibility of messing up their uh, kidneys among other things so and the thing was is that we you know, we caught them, like we caught both cats downstairs, like around it. So we didn't know which cat ate the Rhymadil. And we're like, oh no. So, so it was that we had them kind of separated. So the next morning, you know, based on their location, we knew which one threw up. So it was like, ah, oh, fuck. So, took him to the vet and all that and and as it turns out you know testing q-tip's a, a big scary fucking cat i've ta talked about how you know he's a scary cat but you know we put a hawaiian shirt on him 
and he looks like you know uh, the cat version of Magnum PI. It's like, hey, look who's a little party animal, and uh, and it also acts as a you know kind of kind of subdue subdues him. It acts like a like a um, um, what is it the uh, fucking God damn it, that's gonna kill me. Hang on, straight jacket. Jesus Christ, John. What's the matter with your brain? Anyway, which the vet, by the way, the vet staff loves it when you bring a cat in that's wearing a, a Hawaiian shirt. They love that. It's adorable. They're like, oh my God, where did you get that shirt? And I'm like, Amazon. Which they're kind of disappointed. I don't know what they thought. Oh, well, there's a cat shirt boutique on uh, Lamar. Uh, you head down. It's No. What do you think? Internet. You look for Hawaiian shirt, animal Hawaiian, you know, dog. It's actually a dog shirt, but we put it on a cat. It doesn't, it's not like a, it's not like a male shirt versus female shirt, buttons are reverse kind of situation. You just get a shirt made for an animal and you put it on your animal. Anyway, they thought it was adorable. But, so, turns out he's going to be all right, but... They need some some fluid. He needs some fluids to help kind of flush the kidneys out. Make sure that uh, you know the 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 slightly elevated levels don't get any worse, and just to make sure he's okay. And so what they did, and they taught me. They t- showed me how to do this because I needed to do it for a couple of days, and it's called a subcutaneous injection. And it's these fluids that have like, you know, like electrolytes and you know, it's what, what bodies crave. Uh, d- different kinds of whatever good stuff for you. Like it, so it was like an IV bag. And it's this big fucking needle. But you pinch like the back of their, like in the scruff of the cat and the needle goes in there. And then they inject these three big needles worth. It's like uh, 60 cc's or whatever, 60 milligrams. I don't know. It's a, it's a big fucking needle. And it's three full needles worth of this liquid under the skin. So it doesn't, you know, it's not going in. It's not intravenous. It's not piercing anything. It's just under the skin. And they got all this fluid. And it kind of rolls through. So suddenly it looks like he's got a big bicep. And he's just got this this water, this liquid underneath his skin that he slowly absorbs and makes sure that he gets the uh, the liquids that he needs. And they wanted me to do this. And let me tell you, the description I just gave you is probably creeping you out because it creeped me out. And I was a heroin addict. So, but the actual watching it get done because the thing is that you put it you put the needle in the you know in the scruff cat doesn't even notice you're like eh, whatever no big deal it's a scruff you know what the cat doesn't like is when there's so much you know getting all that liquid under the skin he's like the fuck is going on back there man what are you doing but i just had to do that before i started the podcast i'm like prepping these needles and then you know while i'm doing it i'm thinking you know I do have experience with needles, right? 
And uh, and also, I've been sober long enough to know better than to bring stuff up in public amongst normies, like in a vet office when they're going, okay, now this is a subcutaneous injection because it's going under the skin. And I'm like, right, I'm with you so far. I'm familiar with this. It's not intravenous, it's subcutaneous because uh, intravenous, you'd be putting it right in the vein. Like, no, you know, you can count on me. I did heroin for years. Like, you can't really just put it out there and be like, you know, I'm the man for the job, so you want me to shoot up my cat? How's he going to feel? All right. Am I tying him off? Like, this is stuff that I was smart enough, whereas in the past say seven even seven eight years ago probably would have brought it up for comedic effect and only i would have thought it was funny and i'm slowly learning that hey man maybe read the room a bit also if it's talking about (laughs) if it involves i don't know it's the the medical profession for example you, you, uh, pull it back a bit anyway that's <laughs> so yeah but seriously though having that experience not afraid of needles they don't creep me out and and sure enough I got uh, you know I got it done and it's like well alright that seems like the hardest part is just keeping the cat still He's like, what the fuck are you doing back there, man? He's all squirming around. He's like, I don't, um, I didn't ask for this. You know, like, man, just hang on. Let me finish this shit. But I got it done. But man, it stressed me out all day. Because, I mean, you know what you're feeling right now, hearing that process and thinking about, you know, like just a big bunch of liquid under your skin. Not under your skin, but under the cat's skin. But still you're projecting and you're like, uh, it's creeping me out. Well, I've been thinking about having to do that since they told me to do it yesterday. So it's been bugging me all day. And sure enough, got myself worked up over nothing. It was totally easy. And also, I was all smooth talking. Like, suddenly, I'm a veterinary technician. I'm like, no, it's okay, buddy. Yeah, there you go. No, I've been doing this for years. Have not. You fucking liar. This is your first time. Shut up. We're doing this. But I got it done, man. Whew. Huh. Worked myself up for no reason. Just like life. Anyway. Also, side note, yeah, it wasn't triggering, by the way, doing it. There wasn't any kind of... Because the, the needles were so comically huge. You know, there's like the big... You've seen them. They're just like big. It's just kind of... It's like, what is this, for a horse? So, you know, there was nothing familiar. There's no kind of, ooh, uh, flashbacks or anything. No, none of that shit. Speaking of flashbacks, though, the reunion. A little backstory for some of you who may not have uh, heard me talk about it. My 20-year high school reunion, 2012 ended with me getting arrested for public intoxication in the front yard or right in front of uh, my mom's house. Luckily, she was asleep. It was one of those things where I had uh, 
uh, started off the reunion, which was early in the day. I wasn't drinking. Then I went, ah, and then I continued at an accelerated rate that ended up with being dropped off in my mom's house and their truck in the driveway. I was told, man, go lay down in the truck bed and just fall asleep and get up in the morning, you'll be all right. And I went, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm going to smoke a couple of cigarettes before I go do that. And the next thing I knew, I had five cops around me. I don't know what I said. I don't know. I don't know what I did before to cause neighbors to call the cops on me. I don't know what I said to the cops. I don't know if I uh, talked mad shit. I don't know if I rambled about nothing. I don't know if I made fun of them all being a bunch of Barney Fifes. Probably. Like, that's the first thing that my head goes to. Not that I remember it, but I'm like, I'd probably say that. So, regardless, I got arrested for public intoxication. And that's all well and good because I've been arrested for PI before. Not a big deal. It's like a parking ticket. It really is. It's just a misdemeanor. It's, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I know. I know some people... A PI is enough to go to, you know, recovery meeting and be like, and that's when I hit my bottom. No, 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 no. You got a ways to go if you want. So uh, whatever works, right? But for me, it's, it's no big deal. Except that I was on felony probation for my third DWI because three DWIs suddenly it's a felony. And that's a big deal because they revoked my probation. So it was it was the moment that set in motion all the dominoes for me just to finally go, well, I'm done. I'm finally done with drinking. Like I, I drank myself out and then had to turn myself in. Like I quit drinking, then had to turn myself in. And that led to me uh, being in county jail for a month and then a um, county-sponsored uh, uh, treatment program that's a five-month program that's um, kind of the uh, the information they provide you is fairly um, benign and useless. But it's the time away from from the world that you can do a, a hard reset like I did. So that's that's why I'm where I am today. However, that was the big thing about the about the reunion was that this is my 30-year high school reunion. It's 10 years from when all that shit went down. So I felt necessary to go back to the re, you know, go to this reunion and in a way, and I called it a reunion reunion because kind of need to set a different tone or like, hey, this is who I am now as opposed to I said who I was then, which is completely different than how you knew me in high school, if all of that makes sense. So I went to the reunion, loaded on CBD. I'm like, I'm going to be fucking relaxed. Relaxed. 
<laughs> Not that it was going to be tense or awkward or anxiety filled because it was just a laid back reunion. It's a laid back reunion because we're all almost 50. Sure, there were a few people that had a nice buzz on there, but uh, everybody was chill because it was because uh, we were we were chill class. I graduated in a class of 75 people who graduated. This is about 80 something, you know, total, but about 75 walked. So it was it and that's the thing about a small town is, you know, you're all together and you all kind of get along. We didn't really have any like you know, any mean girl situations. We didn't have any bullies. We had, you know, we had one or two guys who were kind of dicks, but, you know, it's like, not really bullies. It's just kind of like, oh, God damn, you're annoying. Yes, 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 you're aggressive. Testosterone, we get it. We all get it. We all have it. Welcome to high school. But, I mean, we were all kind of cool. So, yeah, so there wasn't any kind of weird, awkward things where, you know, people having to come in and, you know, show off or um, any kind of revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is who I am now. How do you like me now, Deborah, or any of that kind of shit? It was just, it's just chill, man. It was really great. It was great to see everybody. I didn't get any questions. I got more questions asking about about how comedy was. You know, oh, what about how's your comedy going? Are you doing a lot of shows? I am not much to their disappointment but i told him i'm like i you know we'll see but um it's funny i had um had one of my classmates ask me where my wife was i don't know referred to her as been man she is precious i'm like how the fuck do you know anything about my wife like it, it was weird to me and then like i was trying to say something about explain what I did and she looked at me the classmate looked at me and she goes John I told you I listened to your podcast and I'm like oh duh I forget I forget about that shit I'm like oh right I talk a lot on my podcast about me (laughs) and what I'm doing and what's going on Uh, yeah I forget Man, I forget the things that I say. Like I said, this is episode 208. It's 208. Averaging about 20 to 30 minutes each. I don't know what the fuck I've said. You know, it's 200. What is that? It's like 100 hours? That's over 100 hours of me, blah, 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 blah. I have a vague notion of a few things that I've said. I don't know. I can go back and listen. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to me. I'm glad you listen to me. But I don't want to. So that was funny. It just, what was, the the fascinating thing to me about the reunion was this. Because I don't remember the other one very well. It's because you were drinking? Yes, but also because I was drinking in that phase of my life. Also, it was 10 years ago. My memory is shit about a lot of things. But what was interesting is immediately every single person that was there, you know, it wasn't a, who is that? I knew exactly who everybody was. 
and I remembered everybody's personality. And it's weird that we may have all changed, but you kind of you put us all together. And we're the fucking same. It's like we're the same people that we were 30 years ago, only with a lot of baggage. You know, it's like we all showed up with our suitcases, but we're all the same people. It's just like, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Oh, what's in your suitcase there? Um, well, this is packed full of addictive personality. And uh, I got a divorce in this suitcase over here. Yeah, somebody else is going, oh, yes, yes. This is my backpack of daddy issues. Here's my uh, suitcase of, uh, you know, broken home shit that you know how that is. Let's keep that vague. And, uh, you know. Somebody else is coming in with suitcases and is like, ah, this is my uh, baby stroller full of all the children that I've had that's, uh, that's kind of worn me down over the years, but they're a gift. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, but that's the thing. For, except for that, we're all the same. And that's, uh, and that was good. Which is, which I like because I had been kind of, in my head I've been thinking about how why would we, you know, why go to a reunion? Why have high school reunions when you have Facebook? Like, I thought the whole point of a high school reunion was, let's see where everybody's at. But most of these people I'm Facebook friends with. I can see where they're at. Anytime I want to log on, I can just go look and scroll through and go, oh, look who has kids. I can look at pictures. So I thought, what was the point of a fucking reunion? Just in general, this is what I've thought since um, since really 2007. Really, you know, didn't really think about it with the whole MySpace thing, but uh, but the way Facebook has has evolved and then finally devolved into, I just didn't understand why. But I I get it. Just with the two hours that I spent with these people, these people, these fucking old fucks. Um, it was just a good two hours of just catching up and talking to people and just kind of hanging out. You're like, hey. We're all very different. Different walks of life and different parts of the... Uh, some in the... You know, different parts of the country, some different parts of the state, some different parts of town. And it was just kind of... It was just great. It was nice... It just the the fellowship of hanging out with people you haven't seen in a long time, um, and limiting it to like a two hour as opposed to let's see each other every day. Mm, I don't know about all that, but uh, but no, it was a great time. I'm glad. I'm glad I went, and it it just it. You know it the the being presumptuous about like eh, what am I gonna. Am I going to actually learn anything new? Yes, because now, the way things are, people are not posting every single thing online. So there is things to know about. There are things to um, to, uh, to glean off of people just from their aura and just talking to them and, and um, you know, making a human connection. Plus, I mean, fuck social media, man. It's nice to get to, to see people face to face. Just have an interaction. And it's nice to have an interaction of two hours 
with not uh, without really overbearing, opinionated bullshit. People dumping on each other or trying to, you know, let me tell you what I think. None of that. Just hanging out for two hours with people. It reminds you that no matter how different you are, if you've got a common anything, just humanity is a common connection, right? You just hang out and have a good time. Also, to remember that these are people that you saw every day for at least four years, if not longer. Some of these people you saw, I mean, some of these people I've known from second grade, you know, to senior in high school for 10 straight, you saw these people for nine months out of the year for 10 straight years. It's weird. So yeah, you're gonna have a connection. It's like, hey, there there he is. Hey, there she is, you know? And it was great. It was great that I, I highly recommend you going. Unless you hated everybody, then maybe stay home. But uh, I had a good time. You guys, if you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. I appreciate you sticking with me uh, through my shit today, as always. Uh, still soberpod at gmail.com and we will see you next week later